0: Hey, good afternoon everyone. Bruhum Abaam. Welcome everyone to the National Agar de Kashir. We have an amazing uh subject today, relevant to the Zman of Sviras Hoimer. We have a lot of uh listeners today uh live on Zoom, on the phone line, and here at the live studios, we have we have actual participants. Welcome everybody. So uh, we're going to begin today's shir with the uh comments of the Rambam in Hilchai's Tamidim U Musafim. Now, we all know that uh, before we perform any mitzvah, we make a bracha. Now, uh, a bracha is never ma'akev, the performance of a mitzvah, uh, a mitzvah. In other words, if somebody does not make a bracha, they are fully yoytzeh, the mitzvah. The bracha is not part of the mitzvah, the bracha is just a expression of gratitude to ader barchu for the ability to perform the mitzvah comes the rambam and the rambam says in par in hilkhot tmidim Umusafim, musafem Zayin Halacha halakha chafey vitzarach l'varach one has to make a blessing every night baruch ata sheme okeynuma khaylam asher kedashan b'mitzvot sivanu al sfira toimer kadem sheyispar one has to make a bracha before They count. Mana, if someone counted, V'loi birich, and he didn't make a bracha, yotza. he's Yodzei the mitzvah, Ve'enoi choi zer he does not go back and make the bracha again. Now, the fact that the Rambam tells us we need to make a bracha, okay, I understand the Rambam is a sefer of halacha, and he's telling us how to perform the mitzvah properly. But why would the Rambam have to say that if you counted and you didn't make a bracha, you're Yoitse? Of course you're Yoitse. We know that there's a rule by all mitzvahs. Bracha is enon ma'akfim. Why would I think that in this case, that if you didn't make the bracha, you would not be Yoitse? It doesn't go without saying that you're Yoytzeh the mitzvah. It's obvious. And then the Rambam says, choyzer You don't go back and make the bracha. What would I think that if I counted I have to make the bracha, I have to go back and make the bracha? Would anyone say that if I wore a talis and I realized I didn't make a bracha, I have to go back and put on the talis again with the bracha? Or I have to go back and sit in the sukkah again with a bracha? Of course I don't have to go back and make the bracha. Why is it necessary for the Rambam to say that if I did not make the bracha I have to go back and make the bracha? That is question number one asks, Hagoin Rav Moshe Shapiro. Number two, the Avudraham, Rav David Avudraham, Rav David Avudraham quotes the Tajbeits. He says uh, that you make Berchas HaOimer ben Mashois. He brings the opinion that sfiro bezman hazeh is D'ra'banon. We know it's machloek. It's the Ramam holds sfiro bezman hazeh is da'iraisa. The Tashbeitz says sfiro bezman hazeh is D'ra'banon. and then uh, the Ma, the Avodraham says that he quotes the Machsar Vitri, someone who daven's with the Tzibor while it's still day, he counts without a bracha, and Mimanav Shach, and he says, if I remember at night, I'll make a bracha, and if I forget, then my counting should work. In other words, the opinion of the Machzer Vitri is that if you count without a bracha, then you go back later and you count again with a bracha. And it's not a bracha levatola. However, the Rambam says that if I counted without a bracha, you're already yoytzei. Now, that means, now we understand the opinion of the Rambam. Namely, you know why the Rambam said that if I made Svirah Soimeh without a bracha, I'm yoytzei? because that's coming afuke the shita of the machsar vitri, who holds that if you count it without a bracha, you are allowed to go back and count with a bracha. In other words, the Rambam is not just telling me an obvious halacha, because in fact, there are opinions that hold that if you count it fira without a bracha, you do have to go back and count with a bracha. That is the shita of the machsar vitri. And the Avudraham says the Rambam disagrees the Rambam holds, since you count, once you count Svira, you're Yoetzeh and you don't have to go back and count with Abraha. But the bottom line is that we see from the Rambam the fact, A, that the Rambam had a say that if you counted Svira without Abraha, you're yoytze. And the fact that the Avudraham uh, the, uh, brings from the Machs of Vitri, that if you counted Svira without Abraha, You're actually... You don't fulfill the mitzvah and you have to do it again. It seems like Sfirah Sa'imer is different than any other mitzvah. By other mitzvahs, the bracha is merely a preparatory, introductory. And by Sfirah, we see the bracha, in a way, becomes part of the mitzvah. And that is why the Machsar Vitri says, yes, if you counted without a bracha, you have to go back and count with a bracha. And that's why the Rambam said that in fact... Uh, th- that's why the Rambam had the need to say that if you counted without a bracha, then uh, you don't have to go back. So it seems like there is the idea that the bracha for Sfirah HaOmer is actually part of the mitzvah. Furthermore, let's look in the Magin Avram. The Magin Avram in Simen Tav Peites, Sivkat Dan hei. the Magin Avram brings uh, in that the way to count Sira is, Baruch Atah Hashem Lekeinu Mechaylam, Asher Kedeshanu B'mitzvaysa v'tzivanu al Sviras ha-Oymer, Hayoim, Hayoim. The Magan of Ram says, Don't say Shehayoim. Because that implies that you're giving a reason. You know why I'm counting? Because today is the ninth day. No, you should just say Hayoyim Yoim. And the Taz also brings down, Eim loymer, Shehayoyim Yoim. And, um, however, the Choyk Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Reicher, who is the, Rabbi Yaakov Reicher is the author of the Ion Yaakov, the Shazer Shavus Yaakov, the Toras Hashlamim. he says the consensus of the Achroinim is you should not say Shehayoim, um, but nevertheless, one who says Shahayoim is not mistaken, and he has what to rely on, says the Roykeach, and the Tanya, and the Maral, and this is also published in Pesach Ma'uven. In other words, Shahayoim is giving a reason. Why are we Mavarech on Svir The reason is Shehayoyim Yoim Tishayom Now, we don't say Shehayoyim, but there seems to be an opinion that we do say shehayim indicating perhaps that the bracha of Svir HaSoymer is different than a bracha by other mitzvahs. That in fact the bracha of Svir HaSoymer is part of the mitzvah of counting. When it comes to the performance of other mitzvahs the bracha is merely preparatory. When it comes to the mitzvah of Svir So-Eimer, there's a tzad to say the bracha is part of the mitzvah. So so far we have three illustrations how the bracha is part of the mitzvah. Number one, the fact that the Rambam needed to say that if you don't make the bracha, you're still yaitze. Number two, the fact that the of Vitri, in fact does say that if you did not make the bracha, you count again with a bracha. And number three, this girsa that the Chayyakiv says is legitimate. Those who say sheha yoim yoim, indicating that the bracha is somewhat a con- continuation into the performance of the mitzvah. The next in, uh, interesting uh, point, the Gemara Megillah tells us on, on Laman Alpham from Rav bin ben Alazar, he says that we know that there are two toichachas we read every year. We read Kaisai. How many klalos in Bechukaysai? 49 klalos in Bechukaysai. How many klalos in Kisavai? 98 klalos in Kisavai. Why do we read 49 and 98? Says the Gemara, Ezra was mesakin for Klal Yisra, that we should read the Klolos of Kaisai before Shavuos, and that we should read the Klolos of Kisavai before Rosh Hashanah. Why? To apply the rule, Tichle Shana V'Kilolai Let the year end together with its curses. The year is coming to an end, so as the year goes down the drain, we want the curses to go down the drain together with the year. So therefore, we read the klalois of Kisavai at the end of the year. And Toisis asks, no, we don't. We don't read Kisavai right before Rosh Hashanah. We read Kisavai a week, uh, right a week before that. The last parsha of the year is Nitzavim. The, ra- the last parsha before Shavuos is Bamidbar, not Kisavai. But nevertheless, Toysus says, we need to give some buffer zone between the end of the year and and the toichacha, but we read it close to the end of the year, and the Gemara asks, very nice, I understand Rosh Hashanah marks the beginning of the new year, but Shavuos is not the beginning of the new year, and and uh, the Gemara says, no, Shavuos is the beginning of the year, because Chazal tells us, the Mishnah says, Ba'atzeres al peroy se'ilan, on Shavuos, we're judged for the fruit of the tree, so therefore Shavuos is the beginning of a new year, the Svarim tell us, the fruit of the new year refers to chidush e toira. so, therefore we want to get the toichichah out before the end of the year. So it seems a very interesting thing we see from here. That there's a, a, a connection between the curses of the toichichah and the Yimei That we want to get them out during the days of Sfirah before Shavuos comes. Why is the toichichah an appropriate Torah reading for this time of the year? Now we all know from the Gemara and Yavamis Samach and that what occurred during the days of Sfirah, why do we mourn the days of Sfirah? Because the days of Sfirah commemorate the uh, mourning for the students of Rabbi Akiva who they died, they did not accord each other with honor. Now, it's interesting that the students of Rabbi Akiva were 24,000. What's the significance of 24,000? We have another instance in Tanakh where 24,000 people passed away. And that is when Billam came to curse the Jewish people. And contrary to what they taught you in kindergarten that Bilam did not curse the Jewish people, he blessed them. That's Betherush, not what the Gemara tells us. We'll see in a minute. Billam, in fact, did curse the Bnei Yisrael. And he gave an etzah that the Bnei Yisrael should be persuaded to be mezana with the Beno Yismoyev. And how many people died in the plague when the Jews um, were Mazana with the Beno The last passing in Parshas Balak, number 12 on the sheet, 24,000 Jews died in the plague when Bilam persuaded the Jewish people to when Balaam convinced Balak to persuade the Jewish people to be Mazana with the Mayav, Now, the Megala Amukas in Va'ashana and Oifen Pechas, the Golgule Neshamas the Ramami Pano, they both reveal something incredible that there is a connection between the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva and the 24,000 Jews who died in the Magaifa from the bnei smayav. Simply, what possibly could be there be a connection between the twenty four thousand students of Rabbi Akiva dying during the days of Svira and the twenty four thousand Jews who died because of the persuasion of Bilam? But that is what the Megala Amukai says, and. Somehow the twenty four thousand students were supposed to be a tikkun for the twenty four thousand Jews who died in Shittim because of the Eitzah of Bilam Harasha. Somehow the twenty four thousand Talmidim were came to be Mesakain. What what does one thing have to do with another? Marvah Abayi, we're going to be a, a prize of a very. Wondrous idea. Rabbi Yoichanan says, from the blessing of Bilaam HaRasha, we could infer what he wanted to curse us with. He wanted to say that we shouldn't have shuls. And instead he he said, He wanted the Shekhinah not to rest on us. He said Mishkan Yisrael. He didn't want our Malchus to be have continuity. He said, He said, he didn't want us to have olives and vineyards. He said, He didn't want the smell to be aromatic. He said, He didn't want us to have imposing kings. He said, He didn't want the kings to have a legacy. He said, He didn't want the malchus of Yisro to be He said, He didn't want... Their mouth is to be strong. He said, Agag Malchai. Says the Gemara, all of the blessings of Bilam were transformed into curses. You say what? But doesn't the Pasik say lekecha es Haklola Lavracha? Yeah, haklola. Only one curse was transformed into blessing. Matoivalakhayak was one curse. He wanted to say we shouldn't have shules. And that one curse was transformed into blessing. But all the other blessings were transformed into curse. So in other words, Bilam wanted to curse the Jewish people. Instead, he blessed them. So all of those curses were turned into blessing and all the other blessings were turned into curse. Now, why? Why were all the blessings turned into curse? It's because Bilam gave the advice that HaKadosh Baruch Hu hates the So he got Balak to get the Jewish people to Mazanah, and through the Zenus of Klay Yisrael, all of the curses all of the blessings turned into curse. Now, what is it about the Benois mayav? That they were able to get Hashem to turn all the curses into all the blessings into curse, and now we have an amazing revelation of the Arizal and the Sukim, also Rabbi Noachaye and says the word Mayav. Mayav is Gematria forty nine. Mayav is Gematria Memtes. Memtes. Okay, what's that going to do for us? We learn from here. Mayav is Gematria 49. God created this world in a perfect balance, blessing and curse. And when God gave Moshe the Torah, He gave it, Memtes Panim Tame, Memtes Panim Tahar. Like it says, Vediglay. Vediglay is Gematria 49. And the avoid of a person is to outweigh and to incline the good of 49 away from the bad of 49. Now the reason everything in this world is in values of 49. Because the physical world is always measured in numerals of 7. 7 days of the week. And the full expansiveness of the physical world is 7 times 7, 49. So therefore there are 49 ways to come close to Hashem. Maybe the days of Sefirah. And 49 ways to plummet and to fall and to curse. And that is mayav. So what mayav is lara, spira is lutvay. There are 49 pathways of hesgarvot Hashem. There are 49 ways of climbing up the mountain Hashem. And there are 49 ways of descending in the pit, curse. Mayav is the epitome of curse. In fact, the Shlach Kodesh points out that where does Mayav come from? Who does Mayav come from? Mayav comes; their progenitor is light. What does the word light mean? Light is a lush of curse, latusa. Like in the Gemara it says, light alei abaye. It's a curse. Light is the source of all curse, and light therefore is the fatherhead of Mayav, the epitome of curse. That's why when Bilam got to be with the moyav. Through that, Hashem transformed all the blessings of Bilam into moyav curse l'yet Um The forty the forty nine pathways of curse. By the way, you'll ask, why would Mashiach then have to come from Moyav? I mean, could a Mashiach come from a nicer family? Where maybe the father, he's a rosh chabura in a good chabura in Lakewood, and the mother went to a really good seminary. You know why did Hashem have to make Mashiach come from such bad origins? Well, the answer is very simple, says Rav Shapiro. What is the job description of Mashiach? The job description, the, the Navi Tzefania says, Ki az El Amim Then I will overturn to the nations, in a clear speech. Likroy Kula Mashem Hashem. The job of Mashiach is not, okay everybody, I, na, 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 I thank you Hashem. That's not the job of Mashiach, Is going to be some feel good, everybody, kumbaya, kumzitz. The job of Mashiach is to take the klala of the world, the curse of the world, the tuma of the world, and to transform it. So Mashiach perforce, inherently, has to be rooted in kayah tuma. And then he comes and he overturns it and he transforms it into Kedusha. That's why David, King David, the Mashiach, Tzadkenu, has to be rooted in Mayav. He's going to come into the source of old Tumah and he's going to uproot it from its source. Ki'az safa berura. By the way, just a beautiful Yediyah, the Shlach Kadir says that when Avram Avinu says to light, Ha'loi the l'fanecha, he pared The whole land is before you. Please separate from me. Ravinu uses the word pareda. Why does he use the word pareda? Because he's saying, why are you so, why are you so hot about Eretz Yisrael that you have to take it now? Don't you know you're the progenitor of Mashiach Ben David when you'll take it rightfully? And remember what um, Naomi says to Rus. She says, Ki maves She was signaling the word "pareda," meaning when Avraham told Lloyd, you're too quick to take Eretz Yisrael. Uh, he said, Im pared no me'oloi. Avraham was signaling to Lloyd, you need to wait until David Amelach comes to the scene, which was announced and began with the expression, Ki yafred so now we've established a few ideas. Mayav is the epitome of klala, curse, and the Klal Yisrael fell because of the advice of Bila to be mezana with the Benois Mayav, and we were stuck then in klala, and twenty-four thousand Jews died because they attached themselves to Mayav curse, and one thing we know that if the students of Rabbi Akiva, who were supposed to be a Tikkun, for the 24,000 Jews who fell in the Magifa, with the Benois Mayav, if they died during Sfirah, then the 49 days of Sfirah must be the designated Zman to overcome the Kaya Haklala of Mayav, the 49 Kaya Haklala of Mayav. So if the students of Rabbi Akiva died in these 49 days, that's because these 49 days are designated to overcome the Kayacha Klala of Mayav. Mayav is 49, and we were supposed to overcome it during this Zman, but we didn't overcome it, so the students of Rabbi Akiva also succumbed to the Klala of Mayav in these 49 days. Says so Moshe Shapiro, this will explain another Pasuk in the Taichacha, by the Taichacha in Kisavai, How many Arurim are there? How many Arurs are there in Kisavai? Rashi brings their eleven Arurim. get the eleven Shmatim. Says, Rashi, what about Shimon? Why isn't there a twelve? There are twelve Shmatim. Why are there only eleven Arurim? Says, Rashi, Shimon was already Arur. Why is Shimon already Arur? Now we understand. Because Shimon already succumbed to the B'nai Smayav. So he already comes, they already were Arur. So, uh, Moshe didn't have to say, Arur Keneged, Debanei So, these 49 days of Sefirah correspond to the 49 possibilities of overcoming the Klala of Maya. Now, that means, and David HaMelech has to come from Maya. Because David HaMelech has to be Mahapech the Klala of Maya, the Kayacha Klala of the 49 Kaychas of Maya. So therefore, if David HaMelech is going to be born, if Mashiach is going to come, what day of the year do you think David would be born? On Shavuos, of course. Because you count 49 days to overcome the Kayach HaTumah of Mayab, and then the Kayach HaKedushah, that will be Mahapechid, will be born on Shavuos. And in fact, the Yushalmi tells us that David HaMelech was Noilad on Shavuos, because he, his Avoida is to the Kayacha Toma of Mayav, which is 49. By the way, we once spoke out, really a remarkable idea, that isn't it strange that we have Avelos for the students of Rabbi Akiva? Think about it. Throughout the Jewish calendar, many, many great people have died. And we don't have Avelus for them. The only time we have Avelus in the Jewish calendar is for Chorben Beis HaMikdash. And yet, for these 24,000 students, we have Avelus. We don't have Avelus when other great people were killed. We may have Tainus, but not Avelos. Why are the days of Svira days of Avelos? So, Moses Shapiro says a wondrous thing. Sfirah is designated as a time to overcome the curse of Ma'yav. That's why Mashiach ben David from Ma'yav is born at the end of the days of Sfirah. Rabbi Akiva also believed there was someone who was Mashiach. Who did Rabbi Akiva believe was Mashiach? The Yushalmi Taina says, Rabbi Akiva was the weapons bearer of Bar Rabbi Akiva schlepped the armory of bar his swords, his shields, after him. Because Rabbi Akiva believed that bar was Mashiach. You know that? Rabbi Akiva thought bar was Mashiach. Was Rabbi Akiva wrong? Ramoshah Shapiro says, no, he was not wrong. He was Mashiach. But we lost it. Why did we lose it? Because the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva died! And they brought Avelos to the world. And that severed, that ruined, that was Mekalkel, the messianic campaign of Bar In other words, had the had the Talmud of Rabbi Kiva not died, then Mashiach would have come. So the death of the students of Kiva was Chorben based Tamikdash. Because the basically would have been rebuilt. So it's not just the Zman of Avelos because Big Tzadikim died. Rebbe Kiva be, believed Barak would have been Mashiach. What parshah? What pasuk did Rabbi Akiva Darshin to indicate that Bar Kochba was Mashiach? Look at number twenty-seven. Arenu v'lo ay atav shurenu v'lo ay a star will trample from you. Will, will emerge from Yaakov. They come shave mi Yisrael. Umachatz paasei mayav. He will cut the edges of mayav. The Yishalmi and Tainis says in number twenty-eight. I want you to see this inside. The Yishalmi and Tainis says Tani Reb Shimbar Yechai, Akiva, Rabbi Hayyadoyresh, Darach Koichav MiYaakov, Darach the star that would emerge from Yaakov is Darach Koiziva MeYaakov Bar Koichva. Rabbi Akiva Darshan, the Apostle, Dorach Koichov, Mi is a reference to bar Barakochva, Ben Koiziva. Amar Dein Humalke He said, this is King Messiah. That means he was saying, Barakochva would knock off Moev. And why didn't he? So Rabbi Moshe Shapiro says, because the students of Rabbi Akiva passed away. So if the students of Rabbi Akiva passed away, then they were not able to rectify Mayav, but they succumbed to the Klala of Mayav. When did they succumb? In the 49 days that are designated to overcome the Tumah of Mayav, during the days of Svirah. The 49 days of Svirah are designated to overcome the Tumah, the Klala of Mayav. But Rabbi Kiva thought Bar would be able to overcome it. And therefore, when the students of Rabbi Kiva died, it became Zman Avelos, like every other Avelos in the taira Namely, Chor Bay Beis And that is why David HaMelech has to be born on Shavuos, the day that we overcome the Tumah and the Klippah of Mayav. There's an incredible Gemara at the end of Sanhed uh, in Chelek. I'm sorry, there's an incredible Gemara uh, near Parak near, Chelek, that that Who was Mizanah with Kazbi Basur? Zimri ben Salu? And Chazal say, how many times did he live with her? Chazal say he lived with her 424 be'ilais. And Pinchas waited until he tired out and then he killed him. And the question is, that's a rather bizarre figure. 424 is that just a complete exaggeration? Is that even possible? What do Chazal mean that Zimri lived with Kazvi? By the way, who's Kazvi Basur? Kazvi is the daughter of Balak. Ha- what does it mean he lived with her 424 times? The Imre Yosef of Spinka, he says, I think this is, I don't know, He says, why did Zimri live with her? Well, because the Jewish people had a tradition that there will be a dove that will emanate from Mayav, from whom Mashiach would come from, that's why Yisha, That's why Abayaz lived with Rus. That the whole, that they had a tradition that the Mashiach would emanate from Mayav. So, cause Zimri thought this is the lady. He thought he's going to bring Mashiach from this woman. The Gematria four twenty four is Mashiach Ben David. That's the secret of the Gemara. He lived with her 424 times. His Kavana was to extricate the clear the Mashiach that was latent in Mayav. He wanted to bring forth the Shalshelas a Malchus based David. He the Imray Yosef says. He says nearly has He says, otherwise he, otherwise, he says, this is impossible to explain. Um, he, he says, all the actions of the Rishonim is not kipshutan. It's not just happenstance. Don't think that Shlumiel ben Tzirishadai was a parutz ba'arayas. But he had a very lofty, sublime kabanas. What were they? He says, it says, tal The Eitzah Bilam was. He knew be kabbalah that there was a spark. In Mayav, that would bring salvation to the Jewish people. And that's why the Jewish people, um, once they extricate that spark, then Mayav would die. The Eitzah of Zimri was, he would uh, try to get out this spark. He figured Cosby was the one, since uh, Sur was the most chashev of all of the Moabites, he figured he'd be able to extricate this spark from her. So we see that the Mashiach is latent in Mayav. The Avoidah of the days of Svirah is to counteract the curse of Mayav. And that is why Mashiach is specifically born um, at the end of the Yemei HaSvirah. Now, says to Moshe Shapiro, this would answer a number of the difficulties that we began with. Number one, why it's so critical to get out the Klala of the Chukaisai, specifically in the days of Sfira. Why? Because the days of Sfira. how many days of Svirah are there? 49. They correspond to the kaya HaKlala of Maya. And therefore it is imperative that before this man of Sfira is over, we read the Toichichah of the Chukaisai, so that as Sphira is coming to an end, we could say, Shana the 49 klalois of Kisavay that correspond to the klala and the tumah of Mayav can be removed, and we could overcome it through the leda of David HaMelech. Marv Rav Oisai, says Ramosha Shapiro, say the Bracha, now we understand the role of the Bracha in Sphira Sa'imah. Since the Zman of Sphira corresponds to the Tumah of Mayav and the Klala of Mayav and the Avaidah of Svirah is to overcome the curse of Mayav and bring it to his man of Bracha. Therefore, the Bracha of Svirah is not merely a Bracha on a Mitzvah, but it is inherent to the focus of these days, namely to overcome the Klala of Mayav. And therefore, The Rambam has to tell us that if you counted without a bracha, don't think you have to count again. You're still Yoytzeh the Mitzvah. That is why the Avudraham brings the opinion of the Machsar Vitri, student of Rashi, that the bracha in fact is imperative and if you counted without a bracha in his opinion, you would have to go back and count again with a bracha. And this explains the opinion of why you don't just say Hayoyim, but in the opinion of the Chayk uh, Yaakov, it is legitimate to say Shehayoyim, indicating that the brach is not just a brach but is part and parcel, part of the actual counting of Svirah Saoimah. And this gives us a new understanding of Svirah, and that the students of Rabbi Akiva, it's not some kind of uh, random tragedy that happened during this time, but it actually is a reawakening of the sin of Klai Yisrael in the Midbar, where 24,000 Jews succumbed because of the B'nai S'mayav. This is a Zman, where we're subject to the Tuma of Mayav, and a Zman that is predisposed to overcome the, the Tuma of Mayav through the Leda of Mashiach Tzikainu, Sheyavai, Vimhervi Amenu, Amen. Thanks everybody for joining us today. It was uh, wonderful to see everybody back again. Hope to see everybody again. Uh, next Monday, you could join us. Um, we have every morning at 9 a.m. We have a Zoom on Mishnaburah. We're up to some in Gimel. Excuse me, we're up to some Days. You could join us at 5 p.m., but we didn't start yet. We're not starting that until uh, next week. 5 p.m. the Arachas Chaim of the Rush. Or you join us Wednesday morning um, at 10.45 for the, the Shir. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Brach I'll talk to you, I'll talk to, you. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. is there a chance to get them on come on for the show about that? Oops. See that? Yeah. Who was supposed to say that? What's it called? That, the um, the kolis the his, the were turned into kolis. Yeah. If he never said any brachas, he didn't actually say any brachas. He said kolis and they turned into brachas. Yeah. He originally said kolis. So how could? So by saying that his brachas turned to kolis, that's saying he he physically said brachas, but it says in the puzzle that he said kolis. No. He said blessings, all the Pesukim and Balak are blessings.
1: No, and then actually later turn turned
0: them into khalas. Isn't, isn't that he's, he said actual clothes right? He said twenty first clothes and they were turned into brachas, no? Mm-hmm. So it like he, was he said actual brachis. I mean, that's what it says in the Torah. In the Torah, tar- so he said It's written brachais. It's written as brachis. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then according to the Gemara, Hashem turned them all into colors except for the shoes, the shoes, which is why we have shoes. Okay. <clears throat>